0: Hey, maybe we shouldn't put this on the podcast because this is a billion-dollar idea. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty.
1: Thanks for having me, Shannon.
0: What's up?
1: Hey, Shannon. How you doing?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: Good. Yeah. Can't complain. We had a nice little weekend. I played in a, in a pool tournament, and my parents came up to, to participate as well. It was fun.
0: Yeah. I like hanging out with my in-laws.
1: And you just got to hang around the house all weekend.
0: Always happy to just hang around. Yeah. I'm real I'm very good at it. I'd say I'm accomplished at hanging around.
1: I would say you're an expert hang.
0: <laughs> we are excited that we have two new reviews, one on Apple Podcasts and one on Stitcher, five stars each. So we want to give a big shout out to Melvin C. He basically just said, these two melt my heart. Well, Melvin, you melt our heart. And we also want to thank Yasmin R. She said that she tells her husband the news after she listens to our podcast. So I love that over dinner, she's telling him what she learned. Pretty wonderful.
1: Very wonderful. We also got a tweet from Vance, and they let us know that their kids were born with lots of hair, too, because last week I said it was weird that Shannon was born with lots of hair.
0: How dare you?
1: And I think I would like to apologize. I don't think Ah. it's that weird. Um, Thank you. I didn't really want to insult everybody who had been born with hair, just, just my lovely wife. I just like to insult her. And then also make the self deprecating joke of me being b- born bald like I am now.
0: <laughs> I'm totally fine with you being self deprecating. I'm less fine with you insulting me, but when you insult yourself, it's really ideal for me. Yeah. It just gets the job done.
1: Definitely. <laughs> you can always tweet us. I'm at Dusty Terrell.
0: And I'm at Shannon Ray Green.
1: Or you can email us at I tell my husband the news at
0: Amazon's latest G. whiz invention, Scout, the friendly neighborhood delivery robot. This was written by my colleague Mike Snyder. He writes, Amazon's planes, drones, delivery trucks, and relationship with the U.S. Postal Service apparently are not all-inclusive enough to handle the online retailing giant's logistical challenges. Enter Scout, an electric-powered delivery robot. Amazon has begun testing six of the cooler-sized six-wheeled robots in a Washington State neighborhood, about 60 miles northeast of Amazon Seattle headquarters, initially the Scout robots will operate Monday through Friday during the daytime. Each will be followed as they make their way on their delivery route by an Amazon overseer. Sean Scott is the vice president of Amazon Scout, and he said in a blog post on Amazon's website, "Quote." We developed Amazon Scout at our research and development lab in Seattle, ensuring the devices can safely and efficiently navigate around pets, pedestrians, and anything else in their path. Unquote. Amazon shoppers who live in the area will shop on Amazon's site and apps just like they usually do, but they may find a Scout coming to their home. Scott said, quote, at Amazon, we continually invest in new technologies to benefit customers. We've been hard at work developing a new fully electric delivery system, Amazon Scout, designed to safely get packages to customers using autonomous delivery devices, unquote. Shoppers who viewed Amazon's YouTube video about Scout see some potential hazards for the trailblazing robots. The need for nearby charging and loading stations could raise logistical problems of their own, some theorized.
1: Uh, Is that robot just going to knock on your door and then come ask if it can plug itself in for a while?
0: (laughs) I don't think so.
1: Well, that's one solution.
0: (laughs) Better call up Seattle.
1: Yeah, I'll let them know.
0: Others had concerns about Scout's durability and safety. They commented saying that they were worried that someone would steal the robot and also that if there's anything to navigate on the sidewalk, it might be difficult for the robot.
1: No, it'll be just my luck that it'll come deliver a package on my at my house and then slip on our sidewalk and then sue us.
0: I definitely think your job and role in this podcast, maybe in our lives in general, is for you to just worry about the extreme cases that could lead to difficult situations for us.
1: Definitely. I think if Amazon spent less time coming up with Dumb ways to deliver their boxes. They could just, uh, <laughs> I don't know, deliver some more boxes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the representative from Amazon, the vice president, who's the head of Amazon Scout, um, said that they just want to invest in new technologies. So sometimes things get more difficult before they get better. You know, they, sometimes they get harder before they get better. And I think that this might be a case where they just want to try this out, see what they can learn from it, fail forward.
1: I think what they're going to have on their hands is a lot of uh angry Amazon drivers who have to like hold hands with this robot so that it can <laughs> deliver packages.
0: It's amazing how many different things they've tried, you know, that like you can leave you can open up your trunk so that we can drop things into your the trunk of your car and we can drop things on the inside door of your car and there's a video doorbell so you can watch the amazon person come in and enter your home with a specific automated lock. It's just interesting all the different links.
1: I got an idea. They could make a robot who guards your porch against porch pirates. <laughs> a porch pirate guard robot. He has like he's armed with a pocket knife or something and just just <laughs> get off my porch or a hose. Or a hose. Yeah, hose. To
0: spray at people.
1: Yeah, it could be like an old man robot. Get off my porch. And he (laughs) sprays you with the hose.
0: Hey, maybe we shouldn't put this on the podcast because this is a billion dollar idea. (laughs) 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 You know, you could just clone yourself. Like if we're going to make a robot, you might as well also figure out how to clone yourself. And then you can be everybody's crotchety porch protector. (laughs) That's that's actually a good brand name, Crotchety Porch Protector.
1: <laughs> I don't want there to be a bunch of me's out there.
0: I want there to be. Oh,
1: there's only one me, Shannon. It's right here. But right you.
0: wouldn't it be nice if if you could worry about things for other people too? No. <laughs> I think it'd be a nice service to...
1: Well, anybody willing to pay me... A couple hundred grand a year to do that for them. I'd be happy to be do that. Be a
0: crotchety old man on someone's yeah. porch.
1: That's like my dream job.
0: I don't I don't think we're going to have many takers. <laughs>
1: if you want to hire me to guard your porch for the low, low price of $200,000 a year, I'd be happy to take that job.
0: And he'll he'll even act like a robot for you. He doesn't have to have conversation with you. He can be extra socially awkward.
1: I would like a... Full benefits package as well, though.
0: (laughs) You're not asking for much here, right?
1: Well, I'm just saying. (laughs) Until they invent a robot to do it, you need me.
0: (laughs) Puppuccinos, fraternity leave, and more. Millennials pampered pets are like children. This was written at the Rockland Westchester Journal News, which is a sister news organization to USA Today, and it was written by Swapna Venugopal Ramaswamy. Three-year-old Keikos Ruby is spoiled. He wears Henri Bendel down coats and monogrammed hoodies. His birthday cakes are custom-made, complete with sparklers. Keikos eats fresh food delivered right to his doorstep and only drinks Mount Valley spring water. He's been treated to massages in his own penthouse hotel suite and loves to sip coconut water while on vacation. Nothing is too good for Keikos, a three-pound ice white teacup Pomeranian, says his self-described dog mom, Chris Ruby.
1: I knew it was going to be a dog. I mean, <laughs> the headline gave it away, but, right. but also, how is that dog living better than most of the people on the planet? This is ridiculous
0: Ruby, who is 32, said, quote, "It's me and Keikos. That's my family." She's leafing through Keiko's first birthday album at her duplex in White Plains, New York, where a pop art style portrait of Keikos hangs on a wall. She said, quote, "My Christmas card, it was shot by a professional photographer this year, it was just me and Keiko's. It said, "Happy holidays, love Chris and Keikos." Fur families like Ruby's are a growing trend, particularly among millennials, those born between 1981 and 1996, who make up the largest segment of pet owners, with 73% owning one. That's according to a 2018 report by the American Pet Products Association. I mean, you and me are in that group.
1: Uh-huh. We have two cats who we love dearly, but I'm not about to provide them with mountain spring water or
0: massages. Or massages. <laughs> We massage them all on their own. I mean, we
1: we pet them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Increasingly, pet parents are demanding parity in a society attuned to the wants and needs of human parents. And they're getting it. Housing developments are including dog play spaces and grooming salons. Hotels now provide pet-friendly accommodations. Even Starbucks has recognized the trend with its Puppuccino, a dog-friendly drink on the Starbucks secret menu. Yes, it's a thing. Google it.
1: I think human cappuccinos are too expensive. I can't even imagine. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Corporate America is responding, too, by offering pet perks such as veterinary insurance as an employee benefit, take your dog to work days, and in some cases, paternity leave and fraternity leave. Pay time off for the owners of newly adopted pets.
1: Paternity is pretty good. I was thinking pupternity.
0: That's also good. But
1: fraternity sounds like that thing you do in college.
0: Yeah, it's hard it's hard to pronounce. Fraternity. It's more one of those things that you read rather than say, I guess. Fur parents and their fur babies and often fur grandbabies are here to stay. In the last 20 years or so, more and more people have started identifying themselves as pet parents rather than pet owners. That's according to David Grimm, the author of Citizen Canine, our Evolving relationship with cats and dogs. He said, quote, many millennials have grown up with pets as a member of the family, so their relationship with them is a lot different than previous generations who grew up with a cat or a dog in the yard and maybe only occasionally in the house, unquote. As people postpone having children or opt to not have children, fur babies complete a family. Tracy and Adam Tracy of Nyack most definitely consider their 7-year-old rescue Maltese, Remy, their baby. The couple has been married for 14 years and have no plans to have kids. Tracy said, quote, My husband and I decided that we had settled down, we had purchased a home, and we were ready to go forward with getting a dog. We decided not to have children, so that's our little fur baby, unquote. The couple, New Orleans Transplants, often dress Remy in a Saint's jersey. Remy also has a car seat. She said, quote, He gets special treatment because he is very small and his back legs don't work very well. He is not stable while taking turns and the special car seat helps him in a small space and comfortable. Unquote. Not everyone gets a warm and fuzzy feeling about pets being viewed akin to children, however. When asked for their thoughts on the humanization of pets, one poster on the Public North Rockland Community Facebook page had a bone to pick with the trend. Anne Arcus McNally wrote, quote, Ridiculous. A pet can be loved and cared for as a pet. Humanization of any animal is just weird. Unquote. Do you feel like we've humanized our cats?
1: I mean, I talk to them all the time and stuff. I guess to some degree. I don't think there's really much harm in it. I mean, it's not really a big deal. I don't think it's weird. I think it's natural and it's kind to just, like, be able to love something. I mean, we do so much dehumanizing to actual people. Maybe treating all living creatures the same isn't so bad. That being said putting our cats in a Jersey or a car seat would be pretty close to animal cruelty. They would not appreciate it at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. They, I don't think it's amazing. Cause there's like videos on the internet of cats being wrapped up in wrapping paper. And I just don't think our cats would ever, ever go for that.
1: We care about our cats so much, but to be fair, I also wouldn't be willing to buy my children mineral water or give them (laughs) massages so so maybe i would treat my children very similar to the way i treat my cats
0: make sure they have food
1: yeah just put out food a couple times a day and that's about it
0: (laughs) i think humans are gonna be a little tougher than cats I i guess so i think so
1: clean up their poop and that's it
0: And the author we mentioned, David Grimm, he says that the rise of the internet and social media and the attendant drop in human interaction is a large reason for the evolving relationship with pets over the past two decades. He said, quote, 20 years ago, you'd go to a cafe with your friends and sit around and talk. Now everybody stares at their phone. Our human connections are fraying a little bit, and we have these animals in our home that are now very much filling that void. They are filling an emotional void, which is making the animals more important in our lives, unquote. Millennials also have a different view of what constitutes adulthood, according to Grimm. Chris Ruby said, quote, marketers assume you're going to have kids, you're going to have a home, but that notion doesn't exist anymore, unquote. Developers have taken notice, adding amenities and new housing developments. Brian Dashnaw is the director of property management for Ginsburg Development Companies, which owns multiple New York complexes with several more in development. He said that they have tapped into the millennial pet owning market. Two of their recent rental apartment developments, where millennials make up about 40% of renters, have pet washing stations in the building. Dashnal said, A lot of renters are coming with pets, so having pet-friendly features appeals to a larger segment. The washing station is not just a stainless sink and shower, it's a whole bathroom. This way, owners don't have to wash their dog or cat in their apartment." The pet industry has grown more than threefold in the last 20 years, from $23 billion in 1998 to $72 billion in 2018. That includes indulgences such as a penthouse suite at Spot On Pet Hotel in Stanford, Connecticut, which goes for $125 a night. It comes with a wrought iron bed with plush beddings, chandeliers, 40-inch flat screen televisions with animal programming, and a personal webcam so owners can check in on their pet. Extra services such as massages can be added. There's even a doggy beer, so Fido can join you when you crack open your own beer. The demand for healthful, high-end food has grown, too, according to Nielsen, the market research firm. Ruby, who owns Ruby Media Group, a public relations firm, uses The Farmer's Dog, a meal delivery service. It costs her $150 per month for the service. A bag of supermarket dog food for a month, in contrast, would cost less than $30. Ruby said, quote, I get customized gourmet dog food that gets delivered to my house every month. I don't buy the regular supermarket food. I'm someone who is into a very organic lifestyle for myself, so I would do that for my pet as well, unquote. 29-year-old Nicole Morandi is a pet mom of five, two dogs and three cats. She belongs to an online community of Raw Feeders, a Facebook group called Raw Feeding University, which has more than 20,000 members. She spends two days a month prepping food for her dogs, Zora, a Mastiff, and Zeus, an American Pit Bull Terrier, after having bought a one-time $90 raw food meal plan from online Perfectly Some for each of her two dogs. That meal plan includes a shopping list that details the exact amounts of items such as duck necks, duck wings, ground boneless meat, liver, and kidney. Mirandy, who was introduced to raw feeding when Zeus suffered from canine vestibular disease and swelling in his brain, said, quote, for one large dog, it would cost roughly 100 to $150 a month. She continued, saying, when he didn't get better after a few visits to the animal hospital, I went to a holistic vet, and they opened my eyes to how the pet industry is not really geared toward what animals need. They have dog kibble, and it's like feeding your child McDonald's every day, unquote.
1: See, that's another example of a dog living better than me, because I have no idea how much duck neck is contained in my food. <laughs> But if I had to guess, it'd be a lot.
0: (laughs) That's a bad guess. That's what that is. Between a neurologist, a regular vet, and the holistic vet, Zeus's medical bill came to $8,000. She said, quote, it was not even a question of, am I doing this? It was more, how are we going to pay for it? Unquote. According to the Society for Human Resources Management, from 2014 to 2018, the percentage of employees allowing a pet at work more than doubled, from 4 to 9%. At Google, many Googlers bring their four-legged BFFs, nicknamed Dooglers, to work where they enjoy access to a dog-themed cafe and a dog park in their California office campus. Zynga, the game developer, has a rooftop dog park, as does Amazon. Pet insurance is becoming one of the top requested voluntary benefits in companies. That's according to Rob Jackson, who is the co-founder and CEO of Washington-based Healthy Paws Pet Insurance. In just the last four years, U.S. companies offering pet health insurance as a benefit rose from 6% in 2014 to 11% in 2018, according to the Society for Human Resources Management. Jackson said, quote, the companies do not usually contribute to the premium, but sometimes the employees get a preferred rate, unquote. The U.S. pet health insurance industry, estimated at slightly over $1 billion in 2017, will nearly double to reach $2 billion by 2022. That's according to Rockville, Maryland-based Packaged Facts, market research firm. The Tracys discovered the high cost of care the hard way. Soon after the couple adopted Remy, they discovered he had a heart murmur, but they weren't able to buy pet insurance due to the pre-existing condition. A few years later, when Remy had an accident and required spinal surgery, it cost them thousands of dollars. How big was the bill? Tracy said, I'd rather not say. These owners don't take raising a puppy or a kitten lightly. Ruby said, quote, there's this misconception that if you have a dog, you still have as much free time because you are, quote unquote, a single person and don't have kids. It's a major responsibility that people don't understand. She continued saying, quote, I can't just do what I want. I still have to plan around the dog all the time. If I want to go to the city tonight or travel, it's not so easy. Is the hotel pet friendly? Sometimes you are paying more for the dog, unquote. The relationship can also be a factor in the pet parent's dating life. Nicole Morandi, who was single for a long time, said that her fur babies came first. She said, quote, my friends and family would ask how I was going to find someone with me having three cats and two dogs. And I'd say, if it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. My pets are a part of my family. And if I can't find someone who loves them just as much as I do, then I'm not interested in that, unquote. She's now in a relationship and said, quote, thankfully, my boyfriend does love them just as much as I do, unquote. Recently, for her dog Zeus's birthday, Mirandi took him out for a hike by himself for some one-on-one time. Like any caring mom, she bought him a few toys, and since he's allergic to wheat, baked him a birthday cake with almond flour, peanut butter, banana, honey, and eggs. Asked what she got from her pets, Mirandi started choking up. She said, quote, They give me so much and don't expect anything in return. They are at my door every night when I get home. They are happy as they can be to see me. Unquote.
1: Um, I think they expect you to feed them. Yeah. That's what they expect our return. That's the deal. That's the deal.
0: The deal is room, board. And pets. And lots of pets and love and attention, yeah.
1: I think, uh, once again, this article is being a little hard on millennials. I mean, it's a pretty common, like, trope that some rich old lady has a Pomeranian that she treats like a human. Plus, there's lots of... Lots of other, like, stories of people leaving their inheritance to cats or dogs, right? I mean, I don't think this is a new thing for millennials. Maybe pets are just more um, easily available than they were in, like, our parents' time. But otherwise, I think uh, it's—humans haven't changed that much.
0: And I think that there are generations of people who—I think you can see— love and attention and maybe even obsession for pets in every generation.
1: Yeah, my mom talks to her cats and takes care of them and loves them very much.
0: They're companions.
1: Yeah, they're great.
0: And last today, we've got the lightning-fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. The nephew of Peyton and Eli Manning is a QB phenom at 13.
1: I mean at some point we should make it a rule that that you can only have like one or two successful athletes in the family. I don't think
0: A rule?
1: What are yeah, you talking about? I mean it's just not fair, right? Only what? a certain number of people get to go into the NFL and you can't just breed these these Manning boys. <laughs>
0: I think that's ridiculous. The best of the best should get to play. That's what I think. Eating fried chicken weekly could lead to an early death.
1: But eating fried chicken daily could lead to a happy Dusty.
0: No, (laughs) it's not going to (laughs) happen. Fiona the hippo celebrates second birthday.
1: How did she celebrate? By eating a person?
0: Why would you say that?
1: Hippos are very violent and dangerous no! creatures. No,
0: they're sweet and wonderful. No,
1: I hear they're very hungry, hungry.
0: Uh. <laughs> Escaped alpaca is caught wandering into optical shop.
1: Maybe he wanted to get a a disguise. <laughs> He's on the run, and he wanted to put <laughs> some <laughs> glasses on so they wouldn't recognize him, <laughs> like Superman.
0: Oh yeah. Brave moviegoers in Sweden will watch a sci-fi thriller in a coffin. Nope.
1: <laughs> That's not something I'll be doing.
0: <laughs> frozen Niagara Falls makes for beautiful winter scene.
1: We've seen frozen waterfalls in Iceland before. It's pretty cool.
0: Gorgeous. Deer rescued from icy Kansas Lake.
1: Someone should tell those deer not to go out on icy lakes. <laughs>
0: Drone video of German Castle will make you want to book a trip.
1: I don't even need to see it. I'm ready to go. <laughs>
0: Me too. <laughs> Divers swim with massive great white shark, possibly the biggest on record.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, sure, I'll do that right after I <laughs> watch a scary movie from a coffin.
0: <laughs> CEO accused of wrecking Sears to buy it.
1: Oh, are you talking about Jeff Bezos? No. That's who wrecked Sears, is Amazon. Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: Walmart to hire hundreds of truckers and pay 90 k
1: Plus pet insurance?
0: <laughs> Krispy Kreme looks to fill Sweetheart's candy void.
1: Seems like donuts create a void.
0: <laughs> well, these are donuts that do not have a hole in them that are shaped like hearts that have little little messages on them. Cute. Priciest US home sells for two hundred thirty eight million dollars in New York City.
1: How big is it? It's like ten by ten feet or so.
0: It measures twenty four thousand square feet. That's big. Yeah.
1: Well worth the price tag.
0: <laughs> Before you go, wanted to mention an opportunity from USA Today.com. A community thrives from USA Today Network transforms community improvement ideas into reality with grants up to $100,000. And we want to hear from you. Submit your ideas to improve your community at act.usatoday.com.
1: Next week on I Tell My Husband the News... Well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the
0: news. (laughs) I tell my husband the news as part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com or find them wherever you listen to podcasts like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.